A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is up, my friends? I hope you're all having a good one. Appreciate you guys tuning in, as always. Uh, sit yourselves down. Get comfortable. We're in for, well, we're in for two hours of waffle. We're a little bit of transfer talk, a little bit of food talk, a little bit of love and the good weather, and, uh, yeah, whatever else you guys want to talk about. That's what we're here to do. So, how are we? Are we good? Are we enjoying the day? It's great weather, isn't it? I'm really enjoying life these days with the good weather. It's nice to wake up and be able to go out the back garden, have a cup of coffee and chill. Yeah, so let's get into the Alexis McAllister stuff and figure out where we are with regard to the timescale on this one. As always, I'm going to give full credit to Fabrizio because he has been absolutely a superstar on this transfer with regard to the fee, dates, timing, everything. So this is what Fabrizio has had to say today. He understands that Liverpool have booked a medical today for Alexis McAllister. I'm sure you guys already know that. Um, that medical has taken place. He said the plan is to advance on the football contract stuff today, complete the medical and then sign the contract on Wednesday. So you can expect the announcement tomorrow by the looks of it. The deal will run uh, until 2028, meaning he's signing a five-year deal at Liverpool Football Club. Alexis wants the move completed before he travels away with the men's national team for Argentina, which again, we said to you guys uh, many times over the last week or so. A little bit more information on this from James Pierce, who said several other clubs were keen on signing Alexis McAllister, but despite the fact that Liverpool missed out on Champions League football, his heart was set on a move to Anfield following positive discussions with Jurgen Klopp. The dude's only human. You know, you can't put somebody, male or female, in front of Jurgen Klopp and not be bowled over by him, not be wanting to play for him. Even, you know, if you can't kick a football, you're going to want to do your best for Jurgen, aren't you? Because he's that type of character. So good to hear that. It's always good to hear that players are, you know, looking forward to coming to play for Klopp, looking forward to coming to Liverpool Football Club. And it's a transfer that I have absolutely no, no doubts about, none. And that hasn't happened a lot. That really hasn't. But this one, to me is nailed on. And I think it's it's a great signing for Liverpool Football Club. With regard to the fee, again, full credit to Fabrizio on this one. He says that Liverpool will pay less than £45 million to Brighton for Alexis McAllister, which is brilliant news. Uh, a little bit from Paul Gorst from The Echo on this said, Liverpool made Alexis McAllister a primary target after taking the decision earlier this year to step away from chasing Jude Belling of Borussia Dortmund, who was valued at £130 million. 
If you want any of these stories or more, don't forget to check out the Anfield Agenda Twitter account, which is absolutely flying lately. Connor's doing, he's doing bits on there. It's really simple to find. It's just at Anfield Agenda. And yeah, we pay for the blue tick because, well, because we're that shallow, quite frankly. So yeah, we do. We pay for the blue tick. Uh, a little bit more on the Any Road extension, again from Paul Gorse. The Anfield Road development brings the total spent on infrastructure at Anfield in recent years close to £200 million, following the £110 million mainstand completion in 2016. Looks really good. I have to say it does. It looks class. Um, and the fact that you're going to get 7,000 more people in there to watch the Reds play football is surely a good thing. I've yet to get details on how the seeding is going to be broken down, how many corporate and stuff like that. But look, it's an improvement. More bums on seats, more people watching the Reds, less people clamoring around for tickets. That can surely only be a good thing. And like I always say, I'm happy to give credit to our owners for the good stuff that they do. And this is certainly one good thing as well as the main stand completion. And so, yeah, fair play. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it packed out week after week and hearing the noise that's going to come from it. Now, a little bit more on Liverpool, who uh, are apparently looking to bring both Kevin Turram and Manu Kone, according to some other journalists. Uh, David Lynch has said Liverpool have made primary or preliminary, excuse me, contact with uh, Kevin Turram and Manu Kone's representative. So let's wait and see what happens there. A little bit more on what we spoke to you guys about yesterday, but Gabri Viega. Liverpool is the team that has taken the most advantage or has pushed the most to sign Gabri Viega this summer. His change of agent to Pini Jav who was of course a super agent not a normal agent no 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 you need a super agent to get the big moves uh that seems to make it clear that he's looking for a move away we said to you guys yesterday that newcastle have backed off on their pursuit of him now it looks like it's uh, liverpool leading that race albeit nothing's confirmed and finally you guys asked me for the longest time to have a little look into Orkan Kunku, or excuse me, Koku, of uh, Feyenoord. And it looks like Liverpool's name has been mentioned in a piece today coming from the Netherlands about him. But they do say in this piece that Benfica remain in pole position to sign him. But the report does say that Liverpool and other Premier League clubs are interested. Uh, he's had 12 goals and 5 assists this season for Feyenoord in the uh, Eredivisie. So... Yeah, that's all I know on him. Absolutely nothing. Um, but we are seem to be linked to a quite a few attack-minded players over the past few weeks, whether it's Gabri Viega, whether it's this dude, uh, Koku, who, again, I know nothing about, or out-and-out out forwards. And one name that caught my eye today, and I think this is one that we can... Are you ready? You got your sunscreen on? You got your hat? You got your little hula skirt? Are you ready to go with me? Where are we going? You know where we're going. On a little vacation to Bullshit Island. And it wouldn't be a segment about Bullshit Island without mentioning Fajajes, who are, you know, residents on Bullshit Island. And they have a story today that could be true, could be nonsense, but sure, let's talk about it. They say that Liverpool are linked to Marcus Thuram, as well as, of course, Kevin Thuram. Marcus Thuram being the brother of Kevin Thuram. Uh, they say that Liverpool are looking at signing the Brucey Munchengladbach striker. I have no idea if there's any truth to this or not. Uh, goes on to say Thuram, whose brother Kefren, also reportedly subject of interest from Liverpool, scored 16 goals in 32 games this season and also featured in the World Cup final. There you go. That's for Cahays for you. I've got no idea. No idea. Not got a clue. No idea if we're interested, if we're linked or if we're not. But uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Would you like to see us bring in the whole family? Maybe we can bring the dad in as well as a, a coach or a motivational speaker or 
I don't know, somebody to have around. He's a World Cup winner after all. So let me know your thoughts on all of those links and anything else that we speak about tonight, of course. Appreciate your feedback. As you probably know as well, Anfield Agenda has clicked on to 172,000 subscribers over on YouTube. Never, ever, ever thought I would say a number that big with regards to our channel. But appreciate all your support. Right, we ain't signing an attacker. See, I don't know, man. I don't know on that. And, like, my initial instinct is to agree with you, of course. But I've been thinking a lot over the last couple of days about what people have been saying with regards to the AFCON and with regards to the fact that we're going to lose Mo for a month. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking a little bit. Maybe we are looking to bring somebody in. And look, it'd be weird, right, to bring somebody in over the course of a month or just to sort us out for a month. But maybe Liverpool are looking a little bit longer term here. Maybe they are looking maybe to get something done that they would have pushed on to next summer, but with the you know, um, AFCON coming up, maybe we do. Because look, if we lose Mo for a month in January, we're going to have another striker injured or another forward injured. We are, because let's look at it. Diaz, Jota, Darwin, all pretty, you know, I don't want to say injury prone, but they've had some injury concerns over the past few years. Cody Gakpo, we're yet to see how he holds up to the rigours of Premier League football, but... I don't know. I mean, my initial instinct is to agree with you and say we're not signing an attacker, but we seem to be linked with quite a few, even if you talk about Chiesa um, or other attackers. I don't know. I don't know. Did I say I don't know? I mean, I don't know. It feels like a backup for Salah is a priority. Kind of. I don't know. If, I wouldn't say it's a priority, but it could be something the club are looking to do. Um, and of all the ones that I've seen linked, the one that's excited me the most is, of course, Federico Chiesa, and I'm sure you guys are the very same. Now, look, I'm not an idiot. I understand Chiesa hasn't been the same player since he's come back from his ACL, but still worth a punt if the money's right. Uh, first, we need two more midfielders, one of them needing to be able to play as a DM to Alpha Brandt. Then we need a centre-back and a full-back. Only then do we think we could go for a backup for Mo. Uh, love we got three midfielders, defender and attacker in this window, pure perfection. I don't really disagree with that. And you wrote there, mate. I think them priorities are spot on. And I wouldn't have even, you know, ventured into speaking about attackers only for you guys. And I say it often, but I mean it. This is a two-way street. I finish these streams sometimes at night. I go there and I just scribble down some more notes and stuff. Because yeah, I do actually take notes, believe it or not. And um, I learn a lot. And yesterday... The conversation around the AFCON led me to thinking, yeah, well, maybe Liverpool are looking for an attacker. Maybe Liverpool are looking to sort something out. Um, wouldn't have I would have just glossed over it until you guys alerted me to the fact that there's a goddamn AFCON coming up again. Would you consider McAllister world class? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. I think that's fair. Like he's getting there. He's won a World Cup. You know, if you're talking world class, you've you got to be part of that conversation. Uh, but let me just draw your attention to something that Adam Lalana was saying about uh, Mr. Thuram. Or no, excuse me, about Mr. McAllister. Sorry, so many bleeding notes open here. So, Adam Lalana was speaking to Graeme Hunter in the big interview. And look, you know Graeme Hunter is the reason why I started making content. I've been a fan of the big interview podcast for many, many years. And Adam Lallana was speaking to Graeme Hunter about a little bit of the situation with Alexis McAllister. This is what Adam had to say. He's not the quickest, he's not the strongest, but it doesn't matter because up here in his head, uh, he's like Luka Modric, who knows that the football is faster than anyone. Messi was looking for him to link play at the World Cup. I mean, when Messi's looking for you, 
So he's right. I love it. And that's what I'm going to refer to him as, our Luka Modric, because I think Adam Lallana has absolutely nailed that comparison. Now, Alexis is a long way to go to have anywhere near the career that Luka Modric has had. It's an incredible career from an incredible football player. But I do understand the likening of Alexis McAllister to uh, Luka Modric. I get it. It's probably the best comparison I've heard yet. And he's right. Make the ball do the work. The ball can indeed move quicker than any person. So, yeah, spot on there from Adam Lallana. And again, good to get a glowing reference from a former Red. Craig, do you think if we sign Kone, Thuram and obviously McAllister and Mickey van den Ven, then a right back back up be a 10 out of 10 summer? It depends on the context. Um, It would be 10 out of 10 from the point of view of we would have addressed all the areas that need to be addressed. So, yes, on that one. You know, there will be at least 50% of those signings that I know very, very little about from a footballing perspective. I never even heard of Mickey van der Ven until we were linked with him. Didn't even know he was a player. Didn't even know he existed until I seen that link. So, it will be a 10 out of 10 with regards to solving the, uh, the gaps in our squad. I'll, I'll give you that one. So, look, I'm going to talk about Anthony for a second because I have to. Because I can't just shut my mouth on these things because it's not right. So there has been accusations made towards Anthony of Manchester United and Brazil. And I'm sure you guys have probably seen it in social media. ESPN Brazil have put out a timeline of what they believe to be the situation. And I think the fairest thing for me to do is read out this timeline and then we'll kind of address it a bit. So they say, timeline of the reported aggressions from Anthony towards his former girlfriend. July 2022. They say Anthony pulled her hair out at a party, grabbing her arm and hair. Then he pushed her into his car. She was 17 weeks pregnant at the time. January 2023, Anthony assaulted her out of jealousy and was eventually seen by two Manchester United doctors. She underwent surgery to, uh, due to the displacement of her silicone prosthesis during the event. Then they go on to say a third event witnessed by the girl's friend and Anthony's mother. She had a cut on her finger from a cup broken by Anthony. Later that day, Anthony broke her phone and assaulted her again. May 2023, Anthony called her and said that if he saw her with somebody else, he would kill her. Now, that's what's been reported. And two things to this. Everybody has a right to be innocent until proven guilty. That is a part of our justice system. It is the way it has to be and it's the way it should be. So with that taken into account, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But I don't want to see any more of this shit on social media excuse making or trying to pick holes in the... I don't even like to say the word accuser. And I don't want to use the word victim because, again, innocent to proven guilty. But we need to take this complaint seriously as a society, as people. And we need to understand the bravery that it takes to come forward with these type of things. Yes, there are some people who cry wolf and there are some stories that aren't aren't as they appear at first. But we need to show support to anybody who steps forward as a victim of sexual assault. And I've said this many times. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'll say it again. Rape has impacted my family personally, and I know other people in their community, rape has impacted their family. So this is something that pushes my buttons. I've had to compose myself before I came on to speak about this because it boils my blood, quite frankly. But nothing compared to some of the excuse making I'm seeing from fans on social media, trying to make the woman out to be a liar, trying to become Poirot and pick holes in this investigation. Let me say one thing. Do you not think if the timelines didn't add up that the police would have 
say it doesn't make sense. So for all you amateur sleuths out there, stop trying to say that it couldn't have happened on this day because somebody was there or it couldn't have been here because he was away at this. Leave it to the police. Leave it to the people who have the information to hand. Let them make the decisions and we'll go from there. It isn't a great look where Manchester United have gone from one little toe rag in Mason Greenwood and his situation, which I believe he's going to do a TV interview. And let me make this very clear. He may have gotten away with what he did, but you, I, and everybody else heard that tape. And that man has no place at a football club with the calibre of Manchester United. That man should not be forgiven. That man should not be allowed to go back to work. And I don't care how much trouble that gets me in, and I don't care what United fans have to say. Our clubs are supposed to be bastions of morality. Our club are supposed to do the right things. And this little scumbag has no business being in professional football. So I don't care who he sits down with in the interview. I don't give a shit what excuses he tries to spin or make. I heard the tape. If that was my daughter, I'd have broke both his fucking legs. End of conversation. And that's it. And I don't care. I don't want to hear United fans making excuses. If this was a Liverpool player, I would have the same energy. I'd be calling it out as disgusting. You heard it. I heard it. Don't let this little toe rag back into football. Clubs need to speak up. Those Manchester United players need to speak up and grow a backbone. Are we in a world where the value of somebody commercially is more important than morality? I hope not. Because if we are, that is a very fucking dodgy ground to be on. We need to stand up and we need to say no. Manchester United are bigger and better than Mason Greenwood. Manchester United and their fans deserve better than Mason Greenwood. So please stop making excuses. Please stop trying to condone this shit because it, it, you can't. It's not possible. Don't let him back. Don't let him play football in England again. Don't let him back to a club with the calibre and size of Manchester United. He's no business being there. And I don't know how other channels aren't calling him out on that. This shit about letting him go on loan for a season and then revisiting it, coming from a certain other fan channel. And again, I'm going to bite my tongue here because it's the type of weasel behaviour I'd expect from a little fucking weasel. But there you go. Speak up. Grow a pair. Stop worrying about your commercial deal. Stop worrying about your ad revenue. Stop worrying about your sponsors. Worry about your children. Worry about your grandchildren. Worry about your neighbours and your friends. Worry about your sisters. Worry about fucking society over money, you absolute frauds. I'm sick of it. Is there nobody in this industry with a backbone? Is there nobody with the bollocks to call this shit out? I'm telling you, and I'll say it again, if that was my daughter, Mason Greenwood would not be walking around right now. And I'm sure I'm speaking for most of you guys as well. So do all the fucking interviews you want, you little toe rag, but you've no place in... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sport. You've no place in society. You are scum. So I wonder how much trouble that's going to get me in. But here's the thing. I don't care because I know I'm right. I know I'm right. I can't get it. Like I've seen Manchester United channels who've sat on the fence on this. Who, you know, have tiptoed around it like cowards. Like I'm all for forgiveness. I'm all for giving people a second chance. But some stuff's above that. There's no going back on some stuff. And I don't care how many PR companies you have. I don't care how many ways you try and twist the narrative. We heard the tape. I heard the tape. You heard the tape. The tape is enough for me to know what type of a little privileged arsehole he is. And no means no. End of conversation. No excuses. No debates. We need to build a respectful society. We need to be respecting of the ladies in our lives, be it they are mothers, our daughters, our sisters, and we need to treat them with, as such because they form a huge part of our lives. I know myself that I wouldn't be here without some amazing women guiding me through my life. So this shit drives me mad, sorry. I know I'm ranting again, and I promise you, I'm not in a bad mood, but I don't get it. I don't get the cowardice. Why, what are we scared of? Why are we bound down to this shit? Like, I don't know about you guys, but when we're all grown up, our mothers and fathers, or maybe if you if you weren't fortunate enough to have your mum and dad in your life, your grandmother, whoever raised you, would have set you out into the world with a set of morals. From the time that we were kids and we were told nursery rhymes and we were told stories, all of those stories had a moral behind them. They were to give us life lessons that were to carry out into the world. And these days, I'm seeing all of that be just pulled apart. I'm seeing money become the most important thing to everybody. At all costs, be a football, our personal lives, our professional lives. We need to wrestle it back. We need to show the next generation that there is a place in this world for people who do the right things in the right way and stand up for their beliefs. So I hope we can get to that point because it's looking pretty rocky at the minute, folks. United tiptoeing around the Greenwood stuff is embarrassing. It's unfortunately what big businesses do. You know, they look at everything from the point of view of, what is the value to them and what's the potential loss of value? But that, that gets my goat because we're all told to stamp out hate. You've seen the ads, you've seen the great stuff Sky and BT and others have done around this subject. But does that only apply when it's us fans? Does that only apply when it's the common people? Surely these morals have to carry over. And yeah, you might lose out on a transfer fee, but so what? He was an academy product. Didn't really cost too much to United. Do the right thing. You know what the right thing is. And a good piece of advice that was given to me before is, you never have to talk yourself into doing the right thing. You only have to talk yourself into doing something that you know deep down isn't right. And I've always tried to keep that bit of advice with me in life because it's one that I think is absolutely spot on. You don't ever have to talk yourself to doing the right thing. Manchester United know what the right thing is. Football knows what the right thing is. However, if United sack Greenwood, it could be done for unfair dismissal. Come on. 
just tear up his fucking contract and tell him to go about his life. They've done it before. We've seen it done for other players who brought the clubs into disrepute and stuff. And either way, United can more than afford to pay out his contract. And what would that send out into the world? That would send out that, yes, Manchester United do try to do things the right way. Yes, Manchester United are the club that we believe them to be. And truly, I say this very often, I despise Manchester United from a sporting perspective because they're our rivals. But I have nothing but respect for them as a business, as a club, as a brand. And I hope they do the right thing because the world is watching. The next generation is watching. What message do you want to send out? Couldn't have said it better. Can't agree more. Thank you. And look, I don't like ranting. I know you think I do, but I don't. I'm in a great mood today. Um, but a friend of mine rang me today and he said to me, have you seen what's going on with United? And I thought, oh, must be talking about takeover. So I said, no, go on, tell me. And this person was a Manchester United fan, by the way. And they said, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Manchester United looked like they may have replaced one player with another player with a similar problem. And when he told me what it was, my heart sank a little bit. Like, what's happened in our game? Look at what's happened in recent years. How many players are now being held to account for actions that should never happen? We've seen it with... I don't want to start naming off players because that feels like I'm, I'm penalising certain people. But at what point do we have morals? Uh, just letting you know, we love you, Craig. Also, I can't speak for everyone, but I've lost a lot of respect for Mark over his opinions on this subject. Don't know if you heard them exactly, but they were very hurtful. So I haven't heard everything that Goldberg just had to say. Um, and look, again, I know that Mark is somebody who has always been big on a path back for people. Um, but I also know that he's, and you know, he's a former police officer, a former detective, and I'm sure that he's seen and witnessed some stuff in his professional career that, you know, affected him deeply. So I don't know what he has or hasn't said on this, but I would hope that more people don't want somebody like that involved in the sport. It's not for me to tell everybody you know, what they should or shouldn't say or do. And Mark's his own man. But, you know, I can't see a world where anybody doesn't come out and condemn it. I just, yeah, I feel sad if there are people who do have big platforms that, for whatever reason, don't say what needs to be said. Uh, right, so a little bit more information. And I know a lot of you guys follow at JoshLFC1909 on Twitter. Uh, he said, Nice want an explosive offer for Kefren Thuram. Liverpool have made contact over the player. He credits at uh, Santi underscore J underscore FM for that one. What's an explosive offer? I don't know what an explosive offer is. I've seen 40 million euro to 60 million euro mentioned in separate articles. I, I don't know what an explosive offer is, but I love how I love how himself and Kone are um, leaning into this transfer link. You've seen the video on the Anfield Agenda account or elsewhere of the two of them meeting up, I think, in France. You know, you've seen the social media interactivity. Uh, it feels, I don't know, it feels kind of real. I think they want 50 million and some fireworks. I've got no idea what the fee is for Alexis McAllister, but look, whether it be 42, 45, 50, anything around that price point for me is a bargain. Thoughts on Saudi trying to buy loads of players? I guess there are three sides to this conversation about Saudi. There's my side, which is the perspective of, I don't want any country owning a football club. 
doesn't matter where you're from, be it Ireland, Saudi Arabia, doesn't matter, don't care, don't want them owning football clubs. If I can move past that to get to the investment into sport, this is where you, I guess, this is where I certainly get a little bit divided because I understand the arguments about sports washing. I understand the fears that people have about the money coming in from countries that have a poor record on human rights. But if I'm to look at this with a fair set of eyes, I also understand that countries could be trying to change the trajectory of their countries. They may be looking to move on from past mistakes and change their society, change their outlook, change how they're perceived in the world. And isn't that kind of what everybody wants? The investment into sport, in certain instances, I actually think is a really good thing. I spoke yesterday about... Uh, skills challenge and their investment into boxing and the promotional deal they signed with Alexander Usyk and I genuinely think that's nothing but a good thing for boxing you've seen the announcement today as well that Live Golf um, the PGA Tour and uh, whatever the other tour is the European one are all come together to form some new brand so my only concern about all of this money coming into sport is if it puts it out of the realms of sanity if we get to see figures and numbers that have no basis in reality what players are worth or what they're being paid and we are seeing some of that because there isn't a world where any professional footballer is worth 400 million over two years that that shouldn't exist if you want to highlight your league your country you're going to go in and you're going to go top heavy and you're going to bring in some big stars and big money because you want to make a statement you want to make a splash in the world so as much as i'm against states owning football clubs i can't say wholeheartedly that i'm against all money into sport i'm not and i think it is a balancing act and i think that there are lots of pros and cons yeah it's, it's a difficult one it is I, my stance on ownership of football clubs remains the same but I've seen what investment's done for Formula One. I've seen how that has changed since it's been taken over by Liberty Media and what it's done. I've seen the shake-up of, of golf and other events, and I've seen what Saudi money has done for boxing. I'm also not naive. I understand that these countries like Saudi or other countries that are oil-producing countries may be looking to the future to move away from the revenue stream that they have right now coming from fossil fuels. Maybe they're looking to the future and trying to establish themselves as leaders in another marketplace. Tough one. It is. It's a tough one and I'm kind of on the fence on certain aspects of it. And a lot of it I'm just not educated enough on as well, to be entirely honest, but there's no ill will or ill feeling to me from me for anybody from another part of the world it's never been anything to do with race or where you're from in the world for me i mean i'm very open i love everybody i want everyone to do well i mean let's give an example you know germany don't hide away from the mistakes they made in the past they own them but they've moved on they've tried to change the country and isn't that what every country wants to do you know whatever side of a a war, a debate, an argument you fall on with regards to your country's history, you know, every country is going to want to try and show themselves in a positive light as possible. So, yeah, I'm going to leave these things to the people who are far more intelligent than me to discuss. Uh, Blastoise said, Fabrizio Romano was given an update on Golo Kante. So he's on the verge of joining Al Ithad on a free transfer. Final details are being discussed. Then proposal will be accepted. Uh, Alidi had directors just arrived in London to link up with the Saudi delegation to prepare documents. A hundred million euro per year till 2025. Fuck me. Woo! 
just under two million quid a week. That's serious money. Can't say no to that money. Nah, you can't. You can't say no to it. I have no issues with the players on this. Not at all. If somebody offered me a hundred million for Anfield agenda tomorrow, I'd be waving goodbye to everybody and starting a new channel. But I, look, I've no blame for the players. You're talking about changing your family's trajectory for ever, forever, for the next ten generations. Like that's that's money that um none of us will turn down. Let's be quite honest about it. Uh, Mace Custom said, "I can't see it lasting. It'll be the Chinese Super League again. Mass money will obviously take some players, and understandably so. But it won't take everybody away from Europe." I'm going to say something now, and it might sound f ludicrous. I can see a possibility where somebody like Saudi tries to buy a league, be it like La Liga or something like that, and really try to change the landscape of football and shake it up. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this today, but Juventus have officially now walked away from the Super League. That just leaves Real Madrid and Barcelona, um, I believe, left in the Super League officially. Um, and with regards to... The Saudi league and the money, I think the money will be a bit deeper than the Chinese league. I think the money has, um, I think there's more financial backing going into this than maybe the Chinese Super League project. I guess they'll know what the plan is. Yeah, I, I've no idea. You know, I've no idea if, if they're expecting a return on investment. I've no idea what they're looking to do. But again, I'd be a piece of shit liar if I sat here and told you that I wasn't excited about the possibility of of AJ against uh, Wilder and Fury against Usyk in Saudi Arabia in December. As a boxing fan, that makes my mouth water. That makes me... I, I would pay 100 quid to watch that. That's how excited I'd be about it. So, yeah, let's wait and see. The league has been going down the pan in recent years. So... They've tried a lot of different things. I was at the launch of La Liga TV over in London when they launched it. And even that has changed on my side from the Irish perspective. I used to I used to get La Liga TV as part of my... I don't know if it was part of my Sky or part of my BT subscription. Now it's changed. And now I get a lot of this stuff on Premier Sport. But it feels like they need a big TV partner behind them, La Liga. It feels like they need a, a big backer like Sky have done for the Premier League. Um, and it's a shame because it's one of my favourite leagues. I absolutely love La Liga. I love watching it. I love the culture of Spanish football. So I hope that they can get the league back to some extent to where it was. But, you know, Premier League's where the money's at right now. Is the Saudi League the new Super League, but all the players are old? See, that's that's the problem we've seen in a lot of these type of crossovers. So uh, our American friends will probably remember when that's what the MLS used to be. The MLS used to just be a retirement home for some uh, European footballers who wanted a big payday. Then they seen that that wasn't really sustainable and they've gone to the collegiate uh, model of, you know, bringing the kids through from schools to colleges. And then, you know, you've got some players who are brought in for transfer fees, some players who are brought in through, um, uh, what, what do you call them in America again? Um, fucking drafts and... Um, I think it's to the betterment of the league. I think I think the MLS has finally got its own footing now. And if they can just stop playing some games on on NFL pitches that aren't real grass, I think the league can push on even more. China, that was weird. Like, I don't understand what the plan was for the Chinese Super League. I think the MLS is slowly growing and learning their mistakes in the past. Yeah, I think it's going in the right direction, Liz. And 
Do you know what I do love about the MLS? And I'd love to get your thoughts on this as a community. I love that the MLS all have one brand. So Adidas make your MLS kits. That's the end of it. You can go on and you can buy in the MLS store and you can buy all the kits. You can buy all the training tops and they're all done from one brand and every team has their own patterns and colours. I love that. I think that's brilliant. I'd love to see that in the Premier League. So that's a bonus, I think. I, I love it. I love that there's that one brand throughout the league. I feel Saudi might end up being a top five league in a couple of years. I don't. I don't. I think it would take longer than that. I'm not saying they can't do it. I just don't believe it in a couple of years. Ronaldo's washed. He's done. Um, Benzema, look, he can still compete at the top level, but again, we're at the we're at the tail end of his career. So, no, I don't think so, yeah. And look, at what point do FIFA or UEFA get... Well, not UEFA, they're Europe. What point do FIFA get involved in this? Are FIFA going to stand by and see anybody, whether it be Saudi or anybody else, just throw a crazy amount of money that has no sensibility to it with regards to getting a, re a return on the investment? I don't know how long... That can go on. Pick your preferred front three for next season when everybody fit. Salah, Gakpo, Darwin. I know you're going to want me to say Diaz, but I need to see more from Diaz with regards to goals. Gakpo through the centre, Darwin on the left, Salah on the right. I have no issues with, with Diaz as well if, if Diaz ups his levels. It's weird though, because like Diogo Jota, I, I can't think of a position where he'll nail down. But I've no doubt you'll end up contributing a very good amount of goals. Right, my friends, I'm going to call it a night. We've just about hit the two-hour mark. And I've got to grab a shower and get some food and a few other bits and pieces. So we'll see you guys tomorrow at uh, half past seven for the Watch Along of the Europa Conference League final. Don't forget, there is, um, there's a video up on YouTube. If you haven't had a chance to watch that yet as well. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time as always. Have yourselves a wonderful week. And I will catch up with you guys and girls tomorrow. Much love. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 